Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We're here with part two with my older brother, Timothy, um, who was my boss in business for many years. It's actually the first year that he's not my boss. He still tries to throw his weight around. I'm kidding. Um, But part two of keys to promotion. So on the previous one, we talked about mindset. And so then this time will be skill set. And then uh, we'll go into the action steps on the next one. But um, the last time, if you didn't listen to it, please go back and and tune in. Uh, Talked about your hunger to move forward. Um, Talked about your vision for your life. And then also your viewpoint, knowing that promotion comes from the Lord. But I guess, Tim, yeah, so talk to us. We've got the skill set. What are you doing that's working on you uh, to get yourself ready for promotion? Awesome. So it's good to be back again. Uh, Yeah, definitely go back and listen to that first podcast if you missed it. That just deals with the mind. So today, uh, just to jump right into it, I think that, you know, for me in life, whenever I'm looking for that next stage, the next uh, level, many of you guys listening, the thing that may have drawn you to this podcast is you're kind of feel that uh, you're nearing the end of a season where you are right now, or you're nearing the end, or you're coming to the end of Bible school, maybe even practically there is an end, right? You're coming to the end of school, end of a job, and you're looking for that next thing, and you're trying to fill in that gap. I think that the very first place that I go to when uh, I've dealt with my mind and uh, when I want to see promotion in my life is I focus on myself. I think so many others are actually looking for the promotion. I think the worst thing that you can do is while you are where you are, where the last thing that God told you to do, you go searching for the next thing. I really... Uh, in my heart of hearts, don't believe that that's the way that the Lord leads people, that he tells them to go do something. And then it's up to them to then go randomly look up when they get frustrated where they are and go focus on finding the next thing. Um, So many people, I believe, miss the Lord or miss the timing or miss what God wants to do because he's entrusted them maybe with a a vision right for the future where they see a piece in the distance of what they're supposed to be or who they're supposed to become or what they're supposed to be doing. And then they think it's up to them to go find that. The reality is the Lord shows us a glimpse of who we will be and what we're supposed to become and what we're supposed to be doing to actually give us some guidance on what to focus on today, right? So if I saw a vision of me like working in the stock market, I would start to study that now. I would not quit what I'm currently doing and then just go try to randomly make it. And I think that's where people get too um, enthusiastic and they actually miss the timing of the Lord. And I really believe it's kind of along the lines of uh, really almost like working like a GPS, right? So early in my Christian life, uh, I don't think the Lord could trust me with a much advanced notice. And you may be able to relate to this, but much advanced notice in what he told me to do. So I would uh, be dry, you know, uh, hypothetically or, or figuratively driving along the road of my life. And at the last second, God would say, turn right. And then I would turn right. And then he'd say, turn left. And I would turn left. And we'd make these last minute changes because he really couldn't give me advance notice. But the further uh, you move in your life with the Lord, he starts to tell you in a mile, 
turn left, in a mile turn right. And I believe in some cases he'll even start to tell you 15, 20 years in advance because some of these things that he wants us to do are so big that they take practical preparation. In fact, lots of practical preparation, like like uh, you know uh, building an ark, right? So a flood is coming, so build the ark. And it takes potentially years to sometimes build what is needed for the thing that's coming, right? For the the, the flood of blessing or whatever that you're, you're, you know has uh, been spoken to your heart that's going to happen. And so... Uh, um, you know, I think that at least for me, when I uh, see that vision in the future and I know I'm not ready for it, instead of like going out and searching on how to make that happen, I focus on becoming the man, or if you're a woman, the woman that you're supposed to be. Uh, to be ready for that promotion. You have to be ready. You don't get ready in the promotion. You go get ready now. And when you're ready, that thing will be there. I look at just the situation real quick. One last story with my wife. Um, I went to the same church with my wife for well over a year and never noticed her. And it was, in my opinion, because I wasn't ready. And there was a pivotal moment in my life. I woke up one morning with such a desire to be married, I got out of my bed and I went to pray for my future wife. And as I got down on my knees to pray for this girl that I'd never met, but I had this strong feeling uh, that just came over me that morning, I was um, hit like a ton of bricks with this realization that I was not ready for the type of girl that I was picturing. So immediately I then went into this mode of focusing on myself and I had a mission trip coming up two weeks later. I went on that mission trip. I pressed in like never before and God totally transformed my life on that trip. I came back from that trip. I went to a Wednesday night service and I was invited out to eat with a group of friends and that was the night I met my wife. And my wife was at the same church with me and it's not that big, maybe a thousand people and I was kind of always on the lookout for a pretty girl and I'd never noticed her and but it was the heart change that was needed the Lord literally shielded her from me until the right moment till I was ready and I believe in life we have to be ready so let's uh, without further ado jump into uh, the three points on the skill set so the 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 first one that I would uh, want to start off with is just your routine so many people are looking for promotion into big things and they don't have their own life in order, right? They have all these desires of things they want to do, get in shape, be healthy. Sometimes we can over-spiritualize the concept of promotion, but the Lord, if he's really, like we said in the last podcast, if he's the the one that gives us the promotion, should he promote you? Are you ready? Is your car a mess, right? Are your bills paid on time? Are you good with money? You're believing God for a million dollars and you're bad with a thousand dollars. In what world would God be a logical God, a smart God to entrust you with the blessing that you're believing for if you can't handle what you have right now? So I think practically we have to get ourselves ready. And so I always start off with my routine. I think the routine is obviously the beginning of the day and it sets you up for the day. So personally, my routine is very, very simple. On a daily basis, I'm getting up, I'm spending time in the Word, I'm spending time in prayer or worship, one of those three. Um, I uh, kind of go with what I'm feeling in my heart that day. Uh, sometimes all three, sometimes one specifically takes over, but I'm getting some time with the Lord. I think that as uh, ultimately we are spirit beings and we have to take care of, of our spirit man before we take care of anything else. Um, twice a week, Sometimes three times a week, I am exercising. So I don't think it's a thing that you have to necessarily do every single day. But I think that some exercise is good. I I believe that we need to be good stewards of our body and make sure our bodies are able to run 
uh, long term for the kingdom of God. And I think that also goes into eating fairly healthy, which I do as well. I cut off most of my food by about 7 p.m. So my uh, body is able to rest properly. And then uh, finally, um, I listen to something really good every single day. Um, and so on a daily basis, I'm, I'm getting my spirit man fed. I'm getting my body fed, um, uh, healthy food, good breakfast, right? Big breakfast, working out two to three times a week. And then finally, I'm, I'm also learning and stimulating my mind and getting positivity into me, getting uh, a strong mindset, listening to preaching on a daily basis. I had a year where I pretty much listened to ke- everything on Kenneth Hagen on YouTube. Then there was a year where it was Pastor Rodney. Then there was a year or two years where it was JD, right? Now it's kind of a mix of all of those. But almost on a daily basis, I'm listening and consuming preaching. And I, I think that, you know, there was a time where I listened to just worship music. And we can think that that feels really good and, and that's what we want to do. But that's not really growing you spiritually. It, it just like with uh, Saul, it makes you feel good, but it's not necessarily growing you as a man or woman of God. And so I'd actually encourage you to slim down the worship music or cut it out altogether unless you're actually going to worship the Lord at that moment, right? If you're going to go into your room and worship the Lord, then go do that. Put on some worship music and do it. But otherwise, listen to Holy Ghost anointed preaching. Listen to practical books on things, right? If there's an industry that you know the Lord is taking you into, start studying the best people in that industry. Even if they're not believers, there's still principles that they are applying that are working practically in that industry. And we need to be wise like that, right? And then the final thing um, in uh, your skill set, I believe, that needs to uh, be focused on on, a, on a, a, a regular basis is simply becoming a master at whatever you do. It was so refreshing not long ago to see uh, JD and his cousin uh, talk about uh, good preaching, right, as a skill set. And I thought that was really cool because I think sometimes, uh, especially in the church, we can over-spiritualize some of these things that we're looking to do. We can make it like it's just only about the anointing, right? But the reality is that you can still become a good vessel for that. You can learn how to deliver things. You can learn. Pastor Rodney practiced altar calls thousands of times. He listened to the best at altar calls. There is a good, right way to do an altar call and there's a way to mess it up. And I've done both, right? And so I I actually finished uh, ministering at a church uh, about a year ago and I asked the pastor, uh, what can I improve? And at first he said, there's really nothing. You did a great job. Um, And sincerely, he meant that you did a great job. And I said, no, there has to be something you can give me to work on. And he said, well, you actually got a little bit soft at the altar call. He said you were very strong leading into it, and then all of a sudden, right in the altar call, you got a little bit weak. And I thought, man, that really like stuck with me. And so from then on out, my altar calls have been when I actually up my intensity now, and I go at it even stronger because I don't ever want to be it said of me that I have a weak altar call, right? So I think that learning how to speak publicly, I've, I've actually spent time studying how to tell good stories. Storytellers are good storytellers can captivate a room really like no other. And uh, storytelling can be a big part of ministering to people. It can be the one thing that gets by their wall. Most people can be opposed to an idea, but if you can hide an idea in a story with emotion, you can sneak past all their defenses. And that's how you can actually relate to someone that isn't seeing things eye to eye with you is a story that brings them along a journey, right? But there's an art to good storytelling. So I think becoming a master of whatever 
craft you're in front of. Again, going back to podcast number one, if you have a clear vision and you know where you're going in life and you understand where you are now, God has you there. Again, if, if, you're, if you're not where you're supposed to be, then don't spend another day there. But if you are where you're supposed to be, there's a purpose, right? You, God has a plan for you there. And it might be to teach you a practical skill if you're in sales. I believe that God leads people even into sales, like my brother, to uh, for a time to grow him as an individual and to prepare him for what he's doing today. And I think every single one of you God has you right where you are for a reason to teach you things. And so I would encourage you to become a master of your craft. And so if you can do those three things, tighten up your routine, get a set good routine that will advance you every day in a small way in practical things, your mind, your body, and your spirit. I think you should attempt to focus on all three every single day. Number two is uh, 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 work on um, your 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 practical uh, skill set, uh, master your craft, become uh, excellent at the, uh, the the craft that you have. And I guess uh, number two, really number three, is have good daily inputs. Listen to things on a daily basis that challenge you, uh, that make you better. I my I highly recommend just listening to Jonathan Shuttlesworth's YouTube channel or Facebook page or Pastor Rodney stuff. Both are really really excellent and they will challenge you and there's many others out there. So um, work on the skill set and before you know it, you'll be a better person and at the right time, the promotion will be there. Tim, when you're looking for, because you've hired many people, but if you look at someone, if you're interviewing someone besides someone who, hey, can speak, isn't nervous around people, I guess what are things that you look for? Like what are key things where you could say, hey, this guy's going to do a great job? Is there things along this line where it can kind of be predictors of success? I guess... Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, so I think that the first one is that they believe they can improve. I think that's an uh, important part. Some people literally just don't believe they can get better. The second one is that they are hardworking. I would take a hardworking individual a hundred times over a skilled individual because I can teach skill to anyone over time, but you can, there is really no substitute for hard work. And I think even going into ministry, a lot of people underestimate the value of hard work. You there are graveyards, uh, you know, probably by the millions filled with people that have a call on their life, had an anointing either available to them or already had it on their life and a plan that God had for them, the DNA of God, the greatness in them, but they never fulfilled one single thing due to lack of discipline and work ethic, right? It's usually going to be the boring things that hold people back. There was a a quote that I heard from a guy. He said, work on your strengths because they are what take you high in life, but work on your weaknesses enough so they don't hold you back from the next level of promotion. And this wasn't even a Christian, but I I think it so applies because in Bible school, there's a reason why it seems like 10 to 15% of people graduate and go do something. And that's crazy to think about, especially come from a school like the river where I look back at my graduating class and only a handful of people are doing something significant for the Lord. And there were many people that started because many drop off along the way, not due to a lack of anointing or even hunger for the things of God, but the discipline and the character to support that. And then ultimately, because they never developed the discipline and never developed the the hard work and the the work ethic that they sometimes miss, they see see the anointing on Pastor Rodney, but they miss that that guy works harder. I mean, he puts young dudes, I, I look at myself and think like, man, I feel like I'm not working hard enough. And I feel like I'm one of the hardest working people I've ever met, you know, and he puts that to shame sometimes. And, and, and he's twice my age almost. Um, 
And so, you know, that's incredible, but it's the work ethic and the integrity that he's had along the way that have given him the opportunities and have opened the doors or allowed him to step in and stay in those realms that the anointing uh, opened for him. So good. We're raising men and women, not boys and girls, yeah. grown-ups in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the podcast.